0: Better known to baseball
1: fans as Tiger Town, USA. Welcome to Woodward Tigers with your hosts, Rogelio, Chris, John, and Euper. All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Woodward Tigers here we over the WSN network. I'm Rahel Kassel, inside me, Chris Duper, and John. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And over at WorldWordSports.com. And good evening, everybody. And we're going to be talking quite a bit of World Baseball Classic. We're going to talk about trade deadline as the Pistons made yet a trade for another fallen draft pick, which is going to tie into Tiger's trades. We're not going to talk about the Troy Weaver trade because I can't i be honest with you. I can't really explain it. There's no rhyme, no reason behind it. Just hey, he used to be good. He was a good college draft pick, and he failed. We'll, we'll try trade him. But I will say that people did underestimate Sadiq Bay's, overvalued him on the trade market. So we'll talk about that. Talk about also. In addition, we I want to do a flashback to the 1993 Tigers because it's been, it's, oh gosh, it's thirty years. Year? 30 years since 1990 like again i always take a 1993 in my opinion sometimes as it happened 10 years ago but i gotta stop doing that it's, not, <laughs> it's getting further and further away yeah and also the tigers did sign a dj peters which i did want to talk about a little bit and also the tiger Mountain the report so i rehauled the site so maybe we got some new stuff and some new look and all that jazz but anyways gentlemen how are you guys doing
2: no complaints here in Iowa. The weather's nice. Getting ready for baseball.
3: Yeah, it's probably baseball weather out today, honestly. It was pretty nice mm-hmm. out. Oh, like rain out weather. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, it was up
0: into the fifties here today, but it just rained all day. It, I felt bad for the you know, we got the ski hall right down the road and they had to close down today. And we've got some friends who were having an old man winter party. They they made an entire giant outdoor bar out of they filled up. Like storage totes with water and froze them as giant ice cubes and it's been forty, fifty degrees the last couple of days, so I have no idea how that thing's gonna look.
1: It's <laughs> just is that just an excuse to party? Yes. All right. Yeah, of course. I I, I figured. And there's some sort of theme. Why I can't it just say you wanted to get together. No, no, it's winter theme and
0: oh man. School. They, they have a band come and play and they're right on a lake and stuff, so it's oh, yeah, I don't, I
1: don't know. But yeah, oh,
0: we'll see how that goes. We'll see how many people get nude. <laughs>
1: So we'll get plenty of questions. Get we'll have some, you know what normally we solici- we, we solicitate solicitate for questions, but honestly today has been one of those days where, all the guys earlier I just got so John saw me. And t- John knew why I had to stay over, but what John doesn't doesn't know is that I got stuck in traffic for an hour and a half. <laughs> I did get almost till eight o'clock, almost eight o'clock. Oh my gosh! Yeah, so it's an interesting day, but so the World Baseball Classic has announced their rosters, and there's going to be eight Tigers participating across uh, several different teams. So we'll start with Team Venezuela Miguel Cabrera, Ronald Rodriguez, Javier Baez will be playing for Team Puerto Rico, Jonathan Scope for the Netherlands, Annie Baez from Cuba will play for Cuba. Minor league wise, John Valenti will be playing for Team Italy, Chavez Fernander, Great Britain, which Makes sense because the Bahamas was once a great, great Great Britain Providence, I believe it was. And Jack O'Houlihan is playing for Team Australia, but also former Tigers Warren Suopold and or er, Bur- God, what's his name again? Ulrich Ulrich Boyarski Borowski. Yeah, Borowski will be uh, Borowski. Wow, yeah, they'll be playing for Team Australia. So overall, the World Baseball Classic in terms of team wise. It, it, so, play will be starting in the beginning of March, March 7th, and it'll conclude on March 21st. So, you're talking, we can hear the teams real quick how Pool A is going to work out. Pool A is Chinese Taipei, Netherlands, Cuba, Italy, and Panama. And that will be taking place in Taiwan from March 8th to March 12th. Jacob Robson, thank you. Yes, Jacob Robson was the other one. Thank you. You'll be X. To, yeah. And yes, we we have a. We'll definitely be answering your question, too. So everybody who has questions tonight, we'll get to them. As yeah, we'll get to them here as the chat goes on. And Pool B, Japan, Korea, Australia, Ch- China, and Czech Republic. Which Czech Republic, Chris? I think we talked about this before. They didn't they start getting a baseball program not too long ago? Yeah, I thought didn't they have a big upset win to
0: even get here? I, yeah, I don't they, think... they beat France, didn't they? Is it France or England or somebody, yeah. yeah, but but. Yeah, and I, I i can't think of any Czech player. You think more of kind of basketball and hockey from that area of Europe. Europe in general isn't a great baseball hotbed, but uh, it is cool to see these other countries involved. Seems
2: like the Twins had a prospect out of the Czech Republic for a while. I, I want to say it was a catcher.
1: I, I think you're right. Yeah, there was maybe they had a pitcher too. I, I remember. I think I think possible. It yeah. I think of Brad Thomas. Or was it Brad Thomas, a former he, Australian? He was Australian,
0: I think. Yeah. Yeah.
1: As far as that goes, and Pool C is—that's a good question, Stan. We'll answer that question too in a second. We'll have to get some research department on that. Pool C: USA, Mexico, Colombia, Canada, Great Britain. Being Great Britain right now. Oh, great, cool. We get Colombia, who has looked really good in the Caribbean World Series. You get Mexico, who's also looked good in the World Series, and of course, United States, and that's going to be in Phoenix, Arizona. The pool B, by the way, is going to be in Tokyo and pool D. And this is probably the, the gauntlet of them all Puerto Rico, Venezuela, Dominican Republic, Israel, and Nicaragua will be part of pool D. And yes, I would agree with you, Cam. That is that Mexico roster is vastly underrated. They've been really kicking some ass in the Caribbean World Series so far. And that the whole it, I, I'm actually, I was going to ask you about this, Chris, or everybody in here, Colombia has been playing pretty really good. Did you guys expect that from Colombia?
0: Not not specifically. Colombia has had a, a handful of big leaguers, but you, you picture, I don't know, you, you tend to picture the the Venezuelans and Dominican Republics as being so much deeper and talented than these other teams. But it's basically, it, and there's a certain baseline, even among these kind of world tournaments where, you have to be pretty good to get in there and anything can happen when particularly if your pitcher doesn't have it one day which could happen to any pitcher like right. yep. uh, Justin Verlander in the World Series and Clayton Kershaw in the uh, the playoffs yeah and I mean that's that's part of what makes kind of these tournaments fun is that you might see a Czech Republic pull off something crazy probably not winning their their group but they might have a game or two that are really fun
2: or just if they up one upset in a pool can really swing a pool toward somebody who wasn't really look thinking about advancing one of the other teams so i remember a few years ago when uh, the netherlands upset dominican republic in a game out in i believe it was in tokyo and that was one of the best baseball games i've watched in in decades i loved it it was fun i love the world baseball classic i love this first week when they're in asia and you get up at five in the morning and there's a ball game on where teams are trying to win
1: Uh, so it's
2: that's the best part of the tournament for me
1: so as far as some of the other rosters and some of uh, the, we'll get to other rosters here in a second as well. What's interesting is, and Jose Quintana is playing for Columbia, by the way. So if somebody asked in chat, yeah, Jose Quintana is playing for Columbia is the it, team. Italy is going to be managed by Mike Piazza, but they also have, they have a, they have a couple guys over there. They have Vinny Pasqualino from Kansas cool. city, along with Nikki Lopez. And, I think there was another one that, yeah, so John Valenny, Mr. 300, Johnny 3000, or Johnny 300, as the Erie Seawolves would love to call him. And also they got David Fletcher, which I didn't, and also Mike, And, and the, the surprise of that roster is Matt Harvey. No, huh. yeah.
0: yeah. Probably looking for a job somewhere. I don't know. It, it, one thing I do love about the World Baseball Classic, and, and hopefully this comes true down the road, is it really does, when when you get A country competing in something like this sometimes it can really kickstart the sport in that region if you think back to the dream team in basketball what 1992 that was the united states just ran roughshod over everyone but that was in spain and spain was so they automatically got to be in it and they got run over i think they won one game the entire olympics and it's been 30 years, but now Spain is, is possibly the best country in the world outside of the United States for basketball. So it, things can change in a generation. And if somehow this leads to 20 years from now, just a whole gang of Czech baseball players running around, I'd be super happy. And, and so that's what I'm excited about for the World Baseball Classic.
1: So I was looking at the injury as far as Stan had a good question about whether there's a sort of compensation for that, but there. Basically, the only thing I can find that made any kind of sense is about eligibility. Or a player so designates as injured shall be ineligible to participate in any further tournament events. A federation team may replace maybe may replace on its final roster a player designated as injured with another player who has appeared on that federation team's available playlist. So, in other words, there's not really there's not really much anything. In, it's all gray area looking like. There. It depends on what he
0: means. So if it's if it's an established player like on a big league contract and he gets injured, he's getting paid no matter what. The team probably has insurance that pays oh, yeah. them back. It gets a little funkier when it's a minor leaguer or somebody on the forty man but not on the active roster. You remember, who was it? Was it Fido and Wentz? Like they kept refusing to put them on the sixty day injured list because that would have started their service time. So there could be some strange things there. But I, I think, yeah, I, I think that for the most
1: part, the the team's going to pay the players. That's what I figure. There's, yeah. the So going through the other pools too, there's some teams that stand out. Japan, of course, is going to have Shony Otani, but they're going to also have a lot of their role players. like they have Lars, Newbar, New Darvish, the new Red Sox outfielder, Masataka Yoshida. Know, Oh, I think I said that wow. And then the reigning MVP Utaka Murikima. Close,
0: close. And the, go ahead, Chris. The one everybody is talking about is Roki Sasaki. They're gonna pe- fans are gonna get to see him, yeah. the crazy pitcher who almost threw back to back like perfect games last year. Yeah, Japan always has some really interesting players and it's cool to see guys that we know and, and it's also interesting to see that they play a different style of baseball. Not my favorite style of baseball, but I'm sure old school people dig it with the bunts and the advances and the steals.
3: Yeah,
1: fundamentals. as
3: a team. Yeah, so, getting back to the Tigers, I guess. Who are some? Who... Go ahead. Oh, sorry, it was lagging. Like, who are some Detroit Tigers players you're looking at in the World Baseball Classic that fans should keep an eye on? Uh,
1: I personally, uh, one player, big time to me to watch is Javier Baez because. There's people have been talking about, again, I don't know what people saw the second half of the season that I missed, that he sucked the whole year, whatever, but I he's fully healthy. So there's no thumb thumb injury, what have you. And I think that if if Baez Baez comes out hitting fields, that'll be a a good sign for the Tigers. Again, it's funny. The sliders, him striking out, that's, that's his ML. That's been his ML before he joined Detroit. So again, Ask Cubs fans. They, they know all about that. But, yeah, I, I, that's the one player. Andy Baez or Andy was. Was, I'm also interested in seeing, too, how he gets started. I mean, remember, this is a guy who started last year for Texas around the same time, and now he's pretty much trying to really win a job out of spring training. So he's going to have to have a really good World Baseball Classic, and then the few weeks he is in camp do well. Which, by the way, speaking of spring training, I'll be there from the 21st until the 28th. So I'm looking forward to trying to uh, see what's going on with that. And I'll get all the details and stuff like that. I'm trying to figure out how to negotiate everything. and But uh, for now, I'll be there. So I'll be there Friday. Or excuse me. I'll be going to the spring training game Friday, Saturday. I'm driving up to Tampa to see the Tigers and Yankees. And then Monday, morning am going to to watch the Tigers and Jays before I come back on Tuesday evening, I believe it is. So looking forward to it. I'm trying to talk to James Chipman, who was has some – star Wars connection so i might do that in my off time we'll see i don't know if i'm going to have off time to be honest with you i just want to go down there and and really just get as much work as done as possible yes they will be we'll be also talking I, and for some people that are new to the chat we'll be talking pistons trade not the tr- trade itself because to me it was a stupid oh, whatever tiger trades that are that kind of made it hurt all right chris what about you who are you looking forward to in the winter, ba- winter baseball or wow yeah World Baseball Classic. Anybody who may play for the Tigers this year on a regular basis, I'm kind of
0: interested. You mentioned Baez. I would like to see if Scope can can do some things. The carousel roster in the Netherlands is, is always fun anyway because they have a handful of good infielders, and it'll be fun to see what he does. But I don't know. I, I'm as much into it for, for – I love prospects, right? So I love seeing these these kind of no-name guys, see who pops up out of, out of nowhere, who might be coming to the big leagues in the next year or two. So that's what I, I look for, right? I can watch the Tigers anytime I want. I want to see these these new faces.
3: Yeah, what about Miggy? Anyone Anyone have any interest in seeing Miggy, seeing what shape he's going to be in for his last last hurrah at it? I think he's probably best, have the best spring
1: training of his the best training, best shape of his life. <laughs> <Absolutely>. <laughs>
2: Hopefully, he has a couple moments where he, he slaps a couple singles the other way and knocks in a couple runs and has a moment in the, in this thing. That'd be fun for him.
0: Yeah, it would be it'd be fun if he can't go out on top of the Tigers. Maybe Venezuela has a, a, a nice run and he gets to celebrate there. That might be cool.
2: I'm surprised Venezuela has never hasn't done better in this tournament. They've never really made a deep run. In a couple of years, they've been out quick.
0: Yeah, it seems like they never have the depth of pitching. They have yeah. a couple good arms, but like the Dominican and the U.S. can just. Give you arm after arm after arm. Same with Japan, really. And the Venezuelan team just seems to come up a little bit short there.
2: So the I'm I'm I read something the other day and I need to start doing a better job of tracking this. So this was not my idea. But what I was reading was that Baez, someone was speculating that one of the last times he played a lot in the in the world baseball classic for Puerto Rico, he was very into it, very excited, had a really great world baseball classic. And that springboarded him into a quick start that year for the Cubs. He had a big season. Now, it could be meaningless that those just coincidental those two things collided. But maybe there was something to it. Maybe if he is really motivated to take the spring seriously and has some big moments in the World Baseball Classic, that could be a springboard for him this year. He's certainly be better than what we saw last year in the first couple months.
0: Yeah, there may be something to the idea that, that you're instead of playing Obviously exhibition games, you're playing games that do have some sort of meaning and and you're maybe concentrating a little bit more and you you you're you're getting your sweats in or whatever. Like the boxers, they like to come out a little sweaty. They they get get the energy out first. That's what that's what Baez is gonna do. He's gonna head into the season, getting all the nervous energy out and and ready to go. Or
1: not. No, or he also he he has a lot of civic pride. He's done a lot for Puerto Rico. Especially after the hurricane, when they started losing power and all the hurricanes, he was, yeah. he was, he did not charge people for food when they was down there. He was one of the few places that was open. So that's the kind of thing that I think he gets emotionally involved about Puerto Rico and, or Puerto Rico as a, Puerto Rico, Puerto Rico. And he gets, he gets really pumped up for it. And you know, what's an interesting team. Another team to watch out for is Mexico. So Mexico has a Cuban, ironically enough, playing Randy, who Randy Azarena, yeah. who his daughter was born in Mexico. He's going to be playing for Team Mexico. They have a really good staff. They got Julio Aris They got some pretty good pitchers. That's a that's a team, especially in Pool C against the United States. I don't. I'm not really the United States. It, it, they got. A, I don't know. I, Marcus Stroman actually went from the United States to Puerto Rico. Go ahead, Cooper. I'm glad you brought him up.
2: Randy Arena is one of those guys, if he's hot, he okay, just seems yep. like he can carry a team to a win by himself yeah. sometimes. He's just that kind of a talent. You, know, you don't find many guys, but he, he's done it before. I mean, so he's a nice little wild card to have on your club
1: in a tournament like this, I think. Also, yeah, but... I did not know that Freddie Freeman was going to play for Team Canada.
0: I didn't know that Freddie Freeman was Canadian. I don't think he is. He must have a relative who's Canadian. I thought he, I thought Freeman was from Georgia. Yeah, but yeah, you're you're right about that Mexican pitching staff. There's some good arms in there. You got Jose Arquidi, Taiwan <laughs> Walker, and Patrick Sandoval are there. Andres Munoz. They might game surprise some people.
1: I think they could be. I think they could win that pool. Honestly, I really believe that. It's if the United States struggles offensively, that Mexican roster, or the Mexican K- rotation could probably beat them. It's Alejandro Kirk,
0: Isak Paredes. That's interesting. Former Tiger great Luis Sessa.
1: Yeah, yeah. The again, I was surprised there's no Chad Green reference or something playing for the team United States or something. I don't know. I'm just the former Tech Tigers all around. There's the the, we talked about Team Australia earlier. But yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to watching this tournament. I think baseball should do more tournaments like this. I think it's phenomenal and looking forward to again say for this time it's redundant but true. I'm looking forward to it, but moving on to the trade deadline. So the reason why I want to mention the trade line deadline for everybody who is watching us on YouTube and participating at home, we want you to think of the worst trade and before, and here's, okay. So this is a disclaimer with this because the reason why I mentioned this is because the business made a trade today, but there's a disclaimer. You're not allowed to talk about John Smoltz to the brace because <laughs> let me, here's why. Okay. Here's why. Here's why one. John Smoltz has said on record that if he was staying in Detroit, he would not have been a hall of fame pitcher. Number one, because keep in mind and give a little history for anybody that's not aware. The tigers did not have, they didn't have the minimum requirement of minor league coaches until they were forced to in 1991, 1992. <laughs> okay. Barrio Garbet talked about that in an interview in 1980, when he was at Lakeland, they had one coach. That was it. No hitting coach. No pitching coach, one Eddie Brickman. That was it. So they had the same number of coaches as my American
2: Legion team. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> I have more coaches in Little League than uh, my the the house team I played on before I went travel had four coaches on it. The house team, what <laughs> team? Had more coaches on it. So, Sal Salofriek is playing for Team Italy. Nice. So you can't mention that trade because that to me, if you go whoa. Or, sorry, somebody in our audience hates want to do the mocking voice, but it's don't mention that trade. Can't do that. That's not allowed. And yes. number two, number two, the other trade you cannot mention or just kind of like, you kind of say that you, you knew better or not is the the uh, Willie Adamas trade. Okay?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That one is, that one was, uh, it was a stupid trade. We all know it was a stupid trade, so that's why you can't mention it. We all know it's stupid. There's no reason to mention it. So, Todd, Um, good to see you in the chat. And, uh, yeah. All right, so Connor's already got a good one out there, too. So I'm going to start with you, Youper, because you can go back in the throwback machine on this. But what trade – because the Sadiq Bay trade doesn't make a lot of sense in some ways because they just traded for a guy who has not worked out as a second pick. So that's why I mentioned this. What is yours? In the moment, the day it happened, that it was an, it was an evening. I
2: really did not like the trade where they sent Doug Fister to Washington. Mm. I thought they were cashing in for seventy cents on the dollar. There, I did not understand Lombardozzi at all I, I didn't like that they had a list of pitchers that they wanted and that's, that's all they were going to get was Robbie Ray when I thought they really needed offense if they were going to move Doug Pfister that year that was a trade I just I just did not like it in the moment I thought they could have done better for a guy coming off the years a couple of year run that he had had so that was one that ticked me off in the moment it, it didn't work out so bad for them but I didn't like that one
1: okay what about you
2: Chris so we're we're talking
1: about
0: trades that we didn't like at the time rather than, than trades that look awful in retrospect. Yeah. I've got one that's both. I, I never thought that Eugenio Suarez was going to be like a 45 home run hitter by any means, but I remember when that trade went down, it was in the winter meetings, right? And it was, I think, after they had traded for Cespedes. Does that seem right? Same same year? Yeah, Maybe. yeah, I think it was the same year. Yeah, uh, it, And then the word came out that, oh, they've traded – for a starting pitcher for the Reds. And I, everybody I remember going around oh, like yeah. on, on Twitter was like, hey, well, as long as it's not Alfredo Simon, we're good. <laughs> and, and then sure enough, it was Alfredo Simon like, what are you doing? It felt <laughs> like fans, this wasn't, I don't know, what was that? Like less than a decade ago, but baseball fans at that point knew like what pitching luck looked like. And Alfredo Simon just had an incredibly lucky year that led him to win make an all-star team. But he was not a good pitcher. And it just it just felt like a bad deal. Like it didn't make any sense. And it turned out that way. Simon ended up, I think, leading them in innings pitch the next year, but they were awful innings. And of course, Suarez went on to do his thing. Like I said, I, I, you know, I didn't expect him to do what he's done. Right. But it just it just felt like a bad deal at the time. You're really you're really just taking anything you can get to pitch here. And that was what
1: happened. Real quick before we forget, there was a question. Do you know how many scouts the Tigers employ? I think it's I want to say it's like they have three. I think it's four or five per region, right? Or is it two per region? I can't remember. I I honestly do not know that. Yeah, I, do, I don't know.
0: Depends on what you mean by because there's the amateur scouting department and there's the pro scouting
1: department, and then there's the analytics department too, which counts. Yeah. So That's a good question. We'll have, to, we'll have to do some. So Sam, we'll have to go back to you on that because I know there's there's a, a resource for it, but I'll have to I'll have to ask for it. But I just wanted not to forget that question real quick. So. The Sparky mentioned, or excuse me, Todd mentioned Sparky didn't like Jason Thompson all because it was weightlifting. Remember Jason Thompson was getting into that and he was an all-star with the pirates too. After that too, John, what about you? What's yours?
3: See, I am absolutely stunned. Cause when you were saying the two trades that we weren't allowed to mention, <laughs> I was expecting you to say the JD Martinez trade and you didn't. So I was like, how, how would you, that trade was so bad. I think a lot of people knew it from the start Cause it just it was weeks before the deadline, and all three of the players that they got, and I just I just wonder. It pains me to think if they would have waited another week, even possibly another two weeks, if if they traded him that early, what else they could have gotten for him. And what sucks even more is the second half that he had with Arizona. <laughs> he was. He was like on another planet. Honestly, I believe he had a four homer game. He did. Uh, yeah, with, with the Diamondbacks. But yeah, going through if you look at 2010 through 2014 tra- trades, they mostly won most of the trades. I feel like they they made whether it was Hannibal it was even though they did trade obviously Garcia, I thought he was a solid piece for him. I don't think the David Price deal was that bad. Obviously, they when they flipped him, they didn't get what what we oh. wanted them to get. In a, in a void, Daniel Norris. All right. and, uh, I'm going to put you on mute. I'm going to
1: put you there we go. All right, there we go. Man.
3: Yeah, you're going to get me <laughs> comment from Todd here. But, yeah, for, for me, it's the J.D. Martinez trade. I think a lot of people were scratching their head when it happened, and it was one of the worst trades we've seen in – a while for the Detroit Tigers.
0: So the, the the talking points around that was that there was no other, there were no other offers for for JD Martinez. And if you look at the other outfielders that were traded around then, there there wasn't a ton moved. But then it came out that yeah, there was an offer from from Cleveland. But this past summer, we were talking to a scout who said that uh, he was talking to who, the general manager of Baltimore, who when that trade went down is they never even called me. I would have given them much more than that. So,
1: yeah,
3: that was the the, the,
0: Alivea way, I think, was was not really shopping around.
3: Yeah. Go ahead, John. I was just going to say, how about the trades he never did make? Like we heard rumors of he was asking the moon for Michael Fulmer. He was asking for the moon for Matt Boyd. We heard names like Javier Baez and Alex Bregman. You could probably throw them in there as the trades that never were made that probably should have been made. In the case of
1: I heard him talking about, when in the press box once he was talking about the trade for Leonis Martin for Willie Castro and he, the way he explained it was just like, I I, I wish I could re, redo the conversation because you just walk away going, what? It just, it was just very casual about the whole thing and very cavalier or very cavalier, if you will, about it. And uh, so that, that kind of bugged me a little bit, but it was again, but I was a fly on the wall because it's literally went to go get some more soda the press box, and I didn't. I was just like, "So that's how you did the trade? So you liked yeah. his name, and, and you briefly, heard you heard two people tell you this? Okay, All right.
0: that briefly looked like a decent deal, partially because Leonis Martin came down with a horrible blood illness of some sort. But <laughs> yeah, almost
1: yeah, almost died.
0: Yeah, 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 poor guy. That was basically the end of his career. But uh, yeah, so no with you. White Sox, Twins, where'd he go? Who Cleveland, Willie really Castro? No.
1: Oh, oh, that's right. Minnesota. A minor league deal, I believe it was.
2: Was
1: I think. So I gave... Okay, so these trades, this one, there's two of them for me. And you have another one that's honorable mention. That's fine. But this one really bothered me. a lot. Mm. Excuse me. So this was the summer. This was the summer of 1995. I went to Spain, and I had to miss half the... It was the only time I ever missed baseball for a long period of time. I missed Little League. I missed everything... And I went to Spain for two months because that's where my mother's from. And so when I left, the Tigers were actually not doing too bad in the AL East. And I come back early August. Keep in mind, there's no internet back then. So I had no idea what was going on. I had no concept of everything. And I find out that the Tigers made a trade. They traded one of my favorite pitchers. And this is where my, my, my affinity for left-handers come from. Tigers traded David Wells to the Reds for by a guy for a guy named for a player to be named later and CJ Nikowski. And then the Reds end up seeing smiling Mark Lewis. Cause I go, he was always every picture of Mark Lewis in the tiger uniform was like just smiling all the time. He had, he had a really smart ass look on his face. That was, I was like, wait, what, what just happened? And tigers wouldn't, were, he was getting ready for, they weren't going to pay him. So that's why they traded him. And then the following year, and this trade, I knew. I knew it the moment it happened that it was not going to. And I try to justify the reason. I try to find the justification behind it. I found I found some of the, the articles. The newspaper at the time were just like they got somebody from the Yankees. Cecil Fielder to the Yankees for a broken down Ruben Sierra. Sierra. Sierra, who was it? was even Texas Ranger Ruben Sierra. This was old has been Ruben Sierra and a guy by the name of Dean well, Dean Crow, am I thinking of? I'm trying to remember oh, who they got matter. that the, the pitcher for that. I'm actually, I'm just. Uh, you know what? Let me pull this up real quick. It was it was it was Matt Drews. Sorry, Matt Drews. Matt Drews, this big, this big burly pitcher, righty pitcher, who was a first round draft pick, and everybody's like, "Oh, look, they picked him out of high school. He's he's <laughs> going to be a, a good pitcher." Tigers again weren't developing pitchers at the time. And I knew that trade was going to be bad. He he posted a a a solid array of eight point two seven in in ninety nine. I remember looking, I remember like seeing that somewhere, and just insane. Yeah, Wells went to the Reds, and then he went to the Yankees. threw a no hitter with the Yankees. When I watched him throw that no hitter, I was swearing at the TV because I was just like, that could have been that could have been us. I was and I was so young and dumb. Sometimes just like that could have been us. That could have been us. (laughs) <laughs> no hitter, a perfect game. Was it just a no-hitter? perfect? It was a perfect game. It was a perfect game. I believe it was. It was a... But I
0: remember, yeah, there was the Yankees had a handful of those. You know what you mentioned, and this sounds silly to admit now, but you mentioned how the Tigers were not developing pitching. I remember being confused when they traded Jeff Weaver. Uh, yeah, because it, in retrospect, you look back and you go, okay, it was just a complete teardown. That's what they were doing, but. Like, at the time, he was their best homegrown pitcher. Justin Thompson had his brief little run, but Weaver was a solid mid-rotation starter for three, four yeah. years there. And they yeah. just got rid of him. I'm like, what What are you guys doing? It turned into Jeremy Bonderman, who became Jeff Weaver. But, yeah, that was it was confusing to me at the time. I, I can't say that I was terribly angry. I think I was mostly into the Pistons at that point.
1: No, and I remember, this was I hung on every moment the Tigers had in the, in those period of time because this is – I got excited – <laughs> Todd. <laughs> Todd always does that to me every time I, I, gotta, I gotta stop avoiding him in the chat because every time I look at the Todd comment I'm about the laugh but no that that trade was one of by far a bummer because the Cecil Fielder trade was an end of an era, uh, end of an era if you think about it because no yeah. more Mickey Tell, Tellton was gone at this point Sparky Anderson was gone and he represented the last of that bit and and then even as a – he wasn't the same player when he went to the Yankees. At that point, became like a higher – a gun, if you will, and was used more of a pinch hitter than, than... – John, will you stop it?
2: Sorry.
1: Sorry. <laughs> no, I was trying to add him back on the screen. But, yeah, yeah. at that point, that, it, that ended an era for me. That really did. That, and that trade really, really bothered me. So those are the two – the ones with J.D. Martinez, same thing. I just was – I looked at that and go, who – uh, again, oh Sergio! I remember how they talked up Sergio uh, Alcantara. Alcantara. Yeah, oh he's a he's a really good defensive infielder,
0: and whatever. It was <laughs> a He's still kicking around the big leagues occasionally. He seems to pop up once a year. Remember he hit a home run in his first at bat? I think. Yeah. Oh, that's a good. Yeah. Oh,
1: that's a really good one too. Look at Harrison ooh, there. I Johnson. Was that? Okay. I thought he traded for Walt Terrell. Well, Harrison might know. You know what? I thought I thought that trade was for a pitcher. That sounds right to me. I thought it was Walt Terrell as well. but I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Ray Knight was a free agent signing, I think, or maybe not. Maybe maybe he wasn't, because he was with Baltimore before. No, no, no. He was. I'm sorry. He was. Ray Knight was traded to the Tigers, and I'm without going to Baseball Reference. He was traded for. Yeah, wait. I'm. No, I'm going to Baseball Reference. He was traded for Mark Thurman. <laughs> Mark Thurman, former uh, Padre, who was in the '84 World Series. So.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Ooh, that one too. That's another one. Edgar Renteria trade.
2: Ooh,
1: boy, I was I was pretty angry that day.
2: Didn't like that move at all. I thought, well, admittedly, I thought Jire Jurgens was going to be a star, and that obviously did not happen. <laughs> but I, I never understood getting Renteria, an old shortstop on an aging on a short deal in that trade. But that that I was ticked that day. Yeah, I'm trying to so.
0: I don't remember disliking that, because that was that was the same year they traded for Miggy. They had got they had signed Sheffield the year before. It was clear they were just going all in. And Dabrowski, of course, had Renteria back in '97. Yeah. So I didn't mind that. But yeah, that then everything backfired that year. They had no pitching. Armando Galarraga was their best pitcher in 2008, and and none of the hitters hit. And Renteria couldn't play shortstop anymore. But I think it was basically because Carlos Guillen kept getting hurt. I'm trying to remember why they needed a shortstop. Yeah,
2: they, they they thought he was no longer the shortstop, so they were looking in. And I remember there was an article: Gian was mad until he found out they were getting Renteria, and then he shrugged and said, "Okay." Yeah.
3: yeah. All right. But. Um... Yeah. What about some trades that you guys thought were going to work out that you were excited about, but then ended up not so much? Any trades like that that come to mind? Ooh, I'm sure there are plenty. Let me go way back
2: yeah, go when, ahead. I was young, when I was young and I only cared about the baseball card stats and the Tigers traded for a guy, a left-handed pitcher from St. Louis. It was just after the world series, a guy named Dave LaPointe and Dave LaPointe as a rookie was like nine in three with a 284 ERA or something like that. Really nice numbers and the young 15 year old for here was I say like, wow that's going to be the piece that gets them back on track here in the 80s and we found out that he was really just kind of a a low velocity run of the mill lefty who had had a couple
1: nice years with the cardinals and and was at the end of the line that's you know what though that was a good one right there jeremy mentioned that Juan Gonzalez cuz he didn't want to be here but that was the, the, the papers try to spin that so much, and that was like, no, dude, the guy doesn't want to be here. Cut it out. All right, Chris, what about you?
0: Yeah, I, I was trying to think of deals that didn't work out the way. I mean, the, the, the two that kind of haunt me, not haunt me, but that I remember are like Aubrey Huff and Jared Washburn. That, not that, that like, Aubrey Huff wasn't a great player. He wasn't having a great year, but he had a good year but the year before and had an amazing year the next year. It just sucked. For, and, and and has sucked ever since. As a And Washburn <laughs> was so bad that his career ended. I actually was thinking about the Sean Casey trade in 2006 because Chris Shelton had had that awesome start to the year and then faded away to the point where they'd need a first baseman. And Casey was kind of like, oh, that's exactly what we need. He's going to hit. He'll hit for a little power. He'll get on base. He'll play first base. And then he didn't. He, he came and he was okay. He was the mayor, but he didn't play very well until... He actually was one of their few hitters who, who performed in the World Series, I think. Yes. But he didn't do much of anything after they traded for him. It was just a placeholder. So that one wasn't exactly what I had hoped for. I think he drew some walks.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's on the and, and also, yeah, I, as I recall, too, he did not hit for a lot of power at all. Oh, his power, his power was completely gone by that point. But it's
2: interesting. Those are two great trades you bring up. And I was on both sides of the fence on, on either one of them. Hated the Huff trade in the moment. Because he's just an RBI guy. He was having a lousy year. Mm-hmm. But I did like the Washburn trade, even though it failed. I thought it was the right move. They had to get an arm that yeah. trade deadline. They were really short on pitching. And it happened down the stretch. They were down to Verlander and Porcello. And that was it. And they, the board, if, oh. if Washburn had come through for them, they would that would have propelled that team probably to the playoffs. But instead, they were giving starts to Eddie Bonine.
0: And yeah. Others. I'm just looking. So, so Washburn had a two five four or two six four ERA through 133 innings with Seattle. I think he was leading
2: the American League.
0: Tigers acquired seven thirty three ERA over the next 43 innings. He had more home runs in Detroit than he gave up. <laughs>
2: I think yeah. he had one good start, really one yeah. good start in Detroit.
0: Just brutal.
3: Yeah. As far as
1: go ahead, John.
3: Yeah. So one trade I was thinking of was the Justin Verlander trade, even though it wasn't at the trade deadline. I just thought at the time the Tigers were getting three, at least major league players and Jake Rogers, who could be a defensive catcher for them. Cameron, Des Cameron, who I thought had potential to be an everyday starting center fielder. And then Franklin Perez, who once upon a time was a top 100 prospect, but unfortunately just couldn't stay healthy. That was a deal that I think a lot of Tigers fans were excited for and, Unfortunately, none of the three have worked out. But again, there's there's even there was talk about that that,
1: that could have they could have asked for more and they were steadfast on giving them a certain pitcher. And I, I again I think Houston knew what they had with Franklin Perez in terms of injury history and all that. And it's
0: interesting. At the time their top two prospects were,
1: were Forrest Whitley and Kyle Tucker. And they got neither of them.
0: And Forrest Whitley has done exactly what Franklin Perez has done. Just injury after injury, hasn't basically busted out in the minors. Tucker has been great. Would have been nice to get him. Ooh, yeah. But I, it was one of those things, at the time, Perez was like a top 50 prospect. He instantly became, I, I think, they had Fido at the time maybe that, that mm-hmm. year and, and Manning. Yeah. But I think Perez became their top pitching prospect and Cameron was their top outfield prospect and Rogers was their top catching prospect. But uh, yeah, we, we can go on and on about the, the talent evaluation skills of the previous administration. They yeah. were great.
1: And I, yeah, I'm not, we're not going to beat a dead horse because we've done that. We've beaten that horse and it's rotted in a corpse in front of us a thousand times. Yeah. So the only trade that I thought, in terms of what they got back, that I was, I'm admittedly was skeptical about, but was the Phil Coke, Austin Jackson from the Yankees. And when they also got Max Scherzer from the, th- that whole three team deal in 2009 was a trade that when you look at it on paper, look at Max Scherzer's numbers at that time, it they weren't pretty. And I thought that them giving up uh, Curtis Granson was my, the reason at that time was one of my favorite players because it was the first homegrown tiger outfielder that had since Kurt Gibson, for Christ's sake. And that that's, not too far off from that, that's actually like pretty spot on. So I was worried about their getting back in return, but at the, at the same time, I knew that they needed more pitching and they were getting a younger, cheaper version of Curtis Granderson, in other words, but Scherzer, I had my doubts about then I freely admit it because if you looked at his numbers, same thing with you, Uber, I didn't, it was like kind of look at baseball card numbers,
2: <laughs>
1: but that ended up working out pretty well. And then Ian Kennedy, you almost forget that Ian Kennedy was a Yankee. I feel like any Ian Kennedy's been. It's like moons remember ago. Since. Remember, IDK? yeah, it was Kennedy,
0: it was Hughes, and it was Jabba Chamberlain. Those were going to be yeah. the next big three for the Yankees.
1: And they man, the Yankees, man, they, they, if, <laughs> if there's one team that oversells their prospects, is the Yankees. The Yankees are like there was when we were in Erie. I I remember for the playoffs, there was a lot of Somerset fans there. And I asked one of them, I was talking to this guy in Spanish, and it was like, you travel all the way from New Jersey? Oh, yeah. The Yankees got, they got, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not kidding. He said, oh, there's a, there's a Hall of Famer in here. <laughs> okay. And Bobby, <laughs> respect Bobby Higginson. No, oh, no, no, that, so the Luis Garcia, the Luis Gonzalez trade, I thought, I thought he left it. No, no, that's right. I thought he they didn't really sign him, though. I would have sworn...
0: I thought they traded him for Kareem Garcia, didn't they? Or, or... They did. did they
1: trade him for... No. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because also they didn't want to pay him either. He wanted a raise after he had 20 home runs in the Stadium, And the... And the... I hate to say it, but ownership then was like, nope. Anytime a Tiger did... Anytime a Tiger did... During that period, the Randy Smith era, they were traded. And the Tigers signed Joe Nathan, by the way. So that was a big waste of money down the drain. Remember when the Tigers signed Jose Mesa?
2: Oh, God, yeah. yeah. I remember...
1: All right, we're going now, we're going down that lane and all that, but the, yeah. So, those are as far as that Sadiq Bay trade goes again for the Hawks. This where I think it works out well for the Hawks, it gives them a perimeter score and uh, last in the pants. Bobby Higginson, don't ask him by the way. Bobby Higginson, there's some story about him and a stripper in Wichita, Kansas, that's all I know. And he used to hang out a lot in bars in Hazel Park, from my understanding. So I had a, a friend, I had a female friend of mine I used to work with a producer when I was at WWJ, or 1270 AM <sighs> who uh, told me that he used to, every time, like, you know who I am? She's like, yeah, I washed up baseball player. A lot of good men have gone down a dark path with a Wichita stripper. Yeah. yeah that was- <laughs> you think about the dismantling of the 2001 team and we're like that team picture with the black eye, an infamous they got a fight on a plane, Weaver, Higginson, Incarnacion, oh, Roger Cedeno. Awesome. When you find out later, some of the stuff you hear later, you're like, "Wow!" It's, it's just some of the behind the scenes stuff that we get privy to. That there's some stuff that oh. I've seen last year that I can't say. My no, fantasy team much, is but, but, now you know called the Wichita Strippers. The Wichita, they should I'm gonna, be. I'm going to make be. that change today. <laughs> nah, you shouldn't. <laughs> you should make that change. All <laughs> right, going, but going that going what? <laughs> Or the Hazel Park, the Hasbens. the Hazel Park Hasbens or something that effect. Uh, poor Bobby Higginson. Hazel yeah. Park Hobags. I'm gonna rename the episode Hazel Park Hobags. Um, <laughs> I don't think that's a good idea. Yeah, the Garcia Fielder's wife thing too. god <laughs> okay. uh, okay.
3: yeah, All right. Um, uh...
1: Go ahead, Chris. Oh, I I didn't
0: know where you guys wanted to run with us, but uh, you had more stuff on the agenda. I just I briefly wanted to touch on DJ Peters while we were yes, up. please do. Uh, not that it matters. He's a minor league signing, not a big deal, but he's a dude that I've I've loved. Ever since the, the Dodgers signed him, he's part of that crazy draft class from 2016 for the Dodgers that, that had Dustin May and Gavin Lux and Will Smith and what 14 other big leaguers. And he can't hit. That's, that's the problem. But physically, he's about the closest thing you'll see to O'Neill Cruz. He's no. like a six foot five, six foot six, 240 pound center fielder who's like a 90th percentile sprinter. 90th percentile power 90th percentile arm strength just just a <laughs> physical beast and I really want to see him make of the roster as like the fifth outfielder <laughs> it just just to have a, a a big old donkey out there who you could bring in and have him hit a 450 foot home run or have him steal a base that one will get down but, and outs off yeah the wall. he's oh, not and t- Peter's trying for third and the relay was Yeah, so completely I mean, he, he's well-built. He doesn't DJ even seem Peters that big, triple, but he's enormous.
2: He's know. like an edge rusher he's in football. Yeah, I, I, I don't expect DJ him to yeah, It's funny, <laughs> I was
0: just having a whole conversation in a Discord because I I, uh, yeah. uh, I I finished up our scouting reports there at the Tigers minor league report today, about, about 8,400 words that I sent over to Raj, and I made football comparisons to five players and basketball players to one, or basketball comparison to one. But I didn't make any edge rushers. But in, <laughs> in my mind, the Tigers' prospects include a wide receiver, a safety, a quarterback, an offensive lineman, a tight end, and then there's a shooting guard.
1: Yeah. No. You know, he didn't get a spring invite, but I think he's just more minor league fodder because his name, numbers of career are not that good either. No, as soon as he got to, I, I want to say even to
0: AAA, I, I think his swing and miss issues just did him in. He's, he's, he's what you would expect a big, tall guy to do, right? He's Steven Moya, can't has giant holes in his swing. Yeah. But I, just, I just love the, I love tools, goofs. I always have. I don't think it would not shock me if we never see him spend a minute in a Tigers uniform, but I just wanted to mention him because of oh, this is a former interesting prospect with, with tools. Well,
1: that's a, that's a good, that's a good comp right here too.
0: Williams. Why not bring in Williams Estadillo if you're Scott Harris. Yeah. I, I don't remember Estadillo being a particularly good defensive catcher. I thought his, his standout skill was the fact that he makes contact with everything. Yeah. And and I do remember him playing center field though for the twins, which is one of the most hilarious things I've ever seen.
1: Oh yeah, that's right.
2: <laughs> Doesn't and he throw play played... EFA's pitches too?
0: I think yeah. so. I think he's played everything. Yeah, I, you could bring him in. I don't know what's what's he doing these days. Where he let's see, where was he last? He was he was with uh, Miami last year for twenty one games, it looks like. But uh, yeah, I don't know. He's he's a fun I bring him in for fun. <laughs> I think the Tigers have enough bodies at catcher now, given all the we we don't think any of them are particularly great, but you've got Rogers, you got Haas, who was voted what the underrated catcher according to MLB.com. dot com. But then all the other dudes they brought in, the Feliciano, the Pepersky, Knapp. You got Dingler probably gonna be in triple A, Crouch at double A. They they've got bodies there. I don't know if they need more catching bodies.
1: By the way, I don't know if you guys saw that the Reds trade got Will Benson from the Guardians in exchange for Justin Boyd. But for that part, they re- designated Leo Lopez for assignment. And I got to give credit to Evan Woodbury, who made a really good point. And the Tigers are already loaded with infielders for spring training, but the guy does walk more than he strikes out, so he fits that kind of profile. But he also, I think, what is worth from part-time duty, 262, with an OPS of 645, not a power hitter, but a guy who defensively sound and, you know, well, and get the job done, but again, I, I don't think it's going to happen. But remember, we we liked Ale- Alejo Lopez a lot
0: when we saw him at I want to say was that the twenty twenty one the first month when Toledo was serving as like the COVID backup place. Do you remember that, Raj? Yeah, I do remember that. And they were playing the Reds. I think Stuart Fairchild did a home run, or no? It was the uh, was there other random outfielder, but yeah, he 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 struck me as a Harold Castro type of contact hitter but with better defense and more patience so he would not i i wouldn't hate them adding him but like you said there's there's probably a lot of uh, too many bodies in the way now yeah
1: that would have that, that louisville roster was just a, a weird cast of former royals too there's like there's like three or four royals obviously from that trade they that they made with with them after the before i think during the world series after the world series but either way yeah i remember that that whole camp thing was strange too there were Remember there's barely anybody there either. All right, I'm getting too sidetracked. So that being said, there was a couple there's a couple questions that came up in the chat. One from Kyle Clark who says, Who do you think who will who do you think will fill the roster spots when Myers and School are put on the 60 day next week? And that's a very good question, Kyle. And to tell you the truth, just give you perspective right now, I think it's gonna be just off of my head, off of my head, somebody like Abayas, or Abayaz, again. did I say that? No. Manez? Ibanez? Ibanez. Ibanez. <laughs> and so I think somebody like that, or I think they're going to bring in another outfielder too. They could be, you know what? It, it, it lines up like this. If, because again, I'm still a miffed that Jack Pofar is still out there, but if the Tigers don't bring in another outfield bat, I think it's going to be an outfielder. So along the lines of somebody who's on that, twinge like on that order spot because you're gonna look at I think it's gonna be an interesting battle between Akil Badu Parker Meadows because they if they both have good spring gonna carry north with you they're both on the 40 man roster but that being said I think it's gonna be a four I think it's gonna be another I think it's gonna be an outfielder in that vein or they're, they're not gonna be in the 40 man so I'm trying to think of non roster. Oh you know what not nah, I'm not gonna say Cole Keith but <laughs> he could be oh he could be added for all we know he could be added he could come out and rake, but uh, more likely it's probably going to be a pitcher. We
2: mentioned it last week, John and I did. With one of those relievers that are sitting out there with Tiger ties, I don't see why they wouldn't come back with a Fulmer or Chafin signing. No one else is taking them. They probably come affordably.
0: Yeah, I think I think Chafin would be ideal. They they don't have. The only lefty in the bullpen now is, is Tyler Alexander, right? I believe so. Soto gone? Yeah, and they um, signed that
1: guy from the Mets to the... Jason Shreve? Yeah, Jason <laughs> Yeah, who's? I guess he's pulling... Apparently he's fully healthy.
0: Yeah, I mean, they, they have some lefty options there on the, the non-roster invitee list, but uh, yeah, I think Chafin would work uh, great. And yeah, I, I, Fulmer has been solid. I keep wondering if Fulmer wants to be a starter, if, if that's what's going on there. I wouldn't think so, but you like pitchers are pitchers. I do think... It wouldn't shock me if they sign one person, but I also think that we, we've seen how Scott Harris likes to play with that 40-man roster. It wouldn't shock me if they keep a spot open for most of spring camp, keep an eye out for players who get cut elsewhere, and eventually give it to somebody who performs in, in spring. A lot of us kind of are expecting to be impressed by Trey Winginter. Or Winginter, I'm not exactly sure how he pronounces his name, but yeah. he was a dude with a big arm and, and a nice slider when he was healthy like three years ago, and so he strikes me as the sort of guy who could make the roster and, and earn a 40-man spot. But
1: Or Cesar, or even Caesar Hernandez. He's a
0: non roster. Yep. But... They have an awful lot of options there in the infield and, and a handful of options in the bullpen, too. So it, it, yeah, it could be some guys so old-school competing for jobs, which would be fun to watch.
2: Mm-hmm. It would be fun Indeed. if Malloy had a huge spring. Yeah, claimed a job. I, don't, I doubt that happens, but that would be something worth watching him do.
3: Yeah, last week me and you talked about Jonathan Dave, a veteran outfielder. You guys, I remember weeks ago you talked about the Tigers needing a veteran outfielder. Do you think he has much of a chance to break the roster? No. No, I, I don't.
1: Personally, I think he strikes out too much. The speed and the defense are there. He's known for his defensive prowess, but I he's got hit for a little bit of average, and I I, I haven't seen that yet. Yeah, it, it, it they don't have a
0: ton of pure center fielders roaming around. They've got, and Roger just wrote an article the other day, keep an eye out for Parker Meadows just in case. We, God forbid Riley Green gets hurt again. You're looking at, at Jonathan Davis and Akil Badu as your center fielders. Possibly and then DJ Peters comes back from the dead. But yeah, so I don't know. A part of it is going to be injuries that we see them every spring. It always happens. For what was it last year? It was like, ah, it's just a minor thing, wasn't that? with Matt Manning with a very minor injury to start spring training and then, yeah, It just kept going and going and going. Ah, jeez. So maybe the new training staff will be a little bit better there. But I'm, I'm expecting some guys to fall just because that's the way it goes in pro sports. But yeah, at this point, I wouldn't be shocked if anybody <laughs> on the non-roster list makes the roster. But like I said, I I'm I'm thinking it's going to be more maybe one free agent and one kind of wild card, either from somebody gets dropped by another team or or one of the guys from the non roster list.
1: Let's see here. As far as that goes, I I think that even the one thing I will say about this non-roster invite list is to see that the fact that the Tigers have some young prospects in there in the mix of all that too. So as far as Jackson profile goes again, he might be seeking a long term deal. I'm surprised even now, as late as it's becoming, he's not signed. Nor Again, the same thing with, talked about this with Fulmer and Chafin, but there's there's some even on the, some of the veteran outfielders are out there, like some of the guys who could platoon hit too. I'm trying to think of, I'm drawing a blank all of a sudden on some of the names out there, but there's, there's a few names that even I, I have not gotten any type of, not even a sniff. So, I was thinking of oh man, I'm drawing a blank. I'm sorry, I'm I'm exhausted. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> it's been a long day, but nevertheless, yes. You know what? Now okay, now I remember now. Okay, I'll just pull up the list because I have it right here and I'm not gonna be lazy about it. As far as what the if pro if Pro4 wants a three or five year deal, I don't I, I don't do I don't know if he's even gonna do that or last that long, or I don't know. I I don't see that happening because they're not gonna sign anybody long term deals. They did in this off season, and I think that's going to be their mo for a while until they figure out what they have. As far as unsigned guys are out there, it's funny. Elvis Andrews is still out there. Gary Sanchez is still out there. He's bad defensively. So the point is moot. Oh, another name too that's out there is Dylan Bundy. Surprise, he isn't. Yeah, Dylan, you son of a bitch. He um, had
0: that one kind of bounce back year with what with the Angels, and then went back to not being terribly good. Yeah,
1: yeah, and then cool. no. I think Chris Archer's done. I don't <laughs> think he's going to get another shot. Michael you know, Walker. Michael Waka, A guy you could pick up on a flyer maybe in the middle of the summer is Cody Staschick, who was on a 60-day DL. So that's probably why he's not getting any looks. we will probably throw. Mike is supposed to be throwing for teams at the end of the month. So that's a name that you could probably perhaps take a look at. And even... I'm trying to think of another guy. Another... The, the I was thinking of. Ben Gamble. I'm surprised that still out there as a platoon uh,
0: I'm situation. Sure. I'm trying to remember if it was
1: I think it was his brother
0: was a prospect back in the day. Maybe came back uh, No, I'm, I'm conf- confusing him with a different Brewers prospect who ended up becoming a pitcher because he couldn't hit. <laughs> Lucas Ursag, I believe his name is. But I like Michael yeah, Waka you know, too. Yeah, I, I like Waka. I, I don't know. I, I get the sense that they're done with free agency for the most part, I could see a bullpen arm maybe just because they've removed two, four, if you count Fulmer and Jay, like viable back end of the bullpen arms and they haven't really replaced them with anybody in free agency. But yeah, I don't, I'm not, I, I guess I would be pleasantly surprised if they go out and get a bat or a starter. I just, I don't see it.
1: All right. So Kyle, is there any other question or any other things you want to hit on tonight before we get out of here?
3: No, I know you said the 1993, but I don't know if you wanted to get into that tonight.
1: Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get into that another time. I think that we still have time to talk about the 1993 team. But I
2: you know, I got a quick question.
1: Yes. Yesterday at MLB.com, they
2: started up a series, the top 100 players in baseball. Okay. Right now. Right now. <laughs> yeah. The Tigers, had, they, they released 80 through 100. The Tigers had nobody. Mm-hmm. Will anybody be... One through seventy nine. No. In other words, do they have anyone who's one of the top one hundred players in baseball? I go with Riley Green. You think he'll be on there? Okay.
1: I think Riley Green will be on there. I think. No.
0: I don't think they will. I think. I'm, I'm trying to be optimistic for once. Baez <laughs> may have been there last year. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't think they will. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? That obviously
2: lists are lists, and we know what their lists and draft, mock drafts, and everything else lists are lists. Fine, but that is really a searing indictment of the uh, of the Avila administration. Not like we need it more because there have been dozens of these. But my gosh, you can't get one person on the top 100 list in baseball. Yeah,
0: yeah. There's a parallel universe out there somewhere. Where Baez has a good year, and so does Eduardo Rodriguez, and so does yeah, Redos. and then Riley Green doesn't get hurt. It's but Torkelson doesn't have a trouble with the swing, and they've got five players in the top 100. But, but that
1: parallel universe is is not the one in which we live. <laughs> I mean, if we're counting, turn bias technically would be on there too if, if we're doing that.
2: And but- the list will come out. Maybe he'll be there. Who knows? But kind of doubt it. <laughs> yeah, we did one thing. We
0: got a question way back at the beginning of the show from. Yob, X-I-I-I, which I thought was good. I don't know how to pronounce his name. Sorry. He said, I have a question. What will the Tigers' biggest strength, gotcha. offense, bullpen, starting rotation, or defense? I think that's a, an interesting question right now.
1: Yeah. I Personally, I think it's going to be more than likely their, their bullpen again. I think their bullpen, even with the losses of Soto and Jimenez, I think they're going to still be a very good bullpen. They have Jason Foley, who's developed pretty well second half of the season. I think Brendan White's going to be a solid reliever. Nothing, if he stays healthy. The bullpen health is good. Then I think the bullpen will be their strength. I think their defense, on paper, they've gotten better overall. I think the the subtractions of the Castros and Victor, Victor Victor Reyes wasn't bad defensively, but he wasn't great either. I think they got better by that. I think you're also adding Jake Rogers back even with his arm and all, he's a good defensive catcher. And even Eric haas like, Eric haas to me, is underrated. I, mean, I think he made an underrated list, didn't he, Chris? He did. Yeah, and, and rightfully, I think he's underrated, but I'm going to go with bullpen and defense.
2: I think infield defense, if Scope wins the second base job and Kreidler wins the third base job with Bias at short, that's pretty good defense and Torkelson is no slouch at first base. So I think they can run a reasonably good defense out there most nights with Riley Green in the outfield. So I'll, I'll, I'll agree with you on the defense. Uh, Bullpens are so, you can't rely on them. Who knows? Maybe, but I I think their starting pitching can be presentable. If if Eduardo Rodriguez has a solid season and doesn't get dealt and leads the way with the group of guys behind him. I, I I think they could be at least competitive in the rotation.
3: Yeah, I would agree with the rotation. I think they just have so many options in the rotation, and you have guys like Matt Boyd and and Michael Lorenzen who are pitching for a contract as they're both going to be free agents after this year. Eduardo Rodriguez also could be a free agent after this year, so we could see him having some incentive to pitch well. And like I said, they just have so much depth with Matt Manning, Joey Wentz, Mason Engler, Alex Fidel, Bo Brisky, Wilmer Flores, like one or two of these guys could hit and have a really good season, and I think the Tigers have some really good starting pitching depth, so I, I think that would be my strength for them. All right. Uh, Chris, I, what about you?
0: I don't...
1: I, <laughs> just, I don't it's, have an answer. It's a, it,
0: I don't. It's a bit like saying which whisperer will be loudest. Um, you guys have all made good points. I Let's I really have no idea, but let's have some fun and say it's the offense. Let's say that they've got three new hitting coaches, and those hitting coaches are able to divide and conquer and work with some guys, and you've got Riley Green taking a step forward as a sophomore player, full season health hits, 270 with 20 home runs or something like that. Solid. you get Austin Meadows coming back. He performs like he has in the past. Your your left field is between Kerry Carpenter and Akil Badu. Maybe they both have breakouts, huh? Well, hey, it's whoa. possible.
1: Wait, wait. I have actual audio of that response to you. <laughs> yeah. humorous, quite humorous. Yes, droll, very droll. droll, droll. Yes, whimsical, rather Yes, quite jocular. Yes, yes. merciful. <laughs> yes. Okay, that's
3: enough frivolity.
0: <laughs> yeah. So the outfield, I think, could be decent in terms of production. You could have four solid players out there. And then you got Matt Vierling, who, who is a breakout candidate, according to some. Yeah, uh, We know Javi Baez has some offensive potential, was good in the second half after he hurt his thumb. Maybe Torkelson did figure it out. Maybe that's he did get back to his swing, the swing that we thought doesn't work, but he thinks it works. So, I don't know. I, I could see a scenario where any of those is the strength because it's a bad team. And Yeah. I, I, I t- If I'm being honest, I probably would agree with, with John and Yupp that it's, it's the starting pitching and for all the reasons that John – laid out there that the depth they just have enough bodies to throw at it that they might get five above average starters but i don't think anything's gonna be particularly good
1: yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be a long season but again i'm not gonna until and <laughs> I, I, I the one thing i gotta avoid when i go down in spring training is the optimism aspect of it all because everybody's gonna say oh look every, everybody's in shape and da." da, da, da. And I got to give props to Problematic for mentioning this because this is something I did want to bring up on the podcast because I I bookmarked it and I forgot to mention. Thank you, is the proposed realignment done by Jim Bowden in The Athletic. And there's the Eastern Conference and Western Conference, which is yawn, boring themes. But rightfully so. In the East Division, it would be under his alignment would be Boston, New York, Yankees, and Philly, which would be just a giant – That'd be a giant—the uh, the four most annoying fan bases of all time in one division. So you could have that division. Yeah, that's cool. All those fans would be—it would be really, really an, an annoying division. I call that just obnoxious. And so then the North Division would be the Reds, the Guardians, the Tigers, and the Blue Jays. Now geographically, all he put this as all the Bowman realignment plan. So this is all based off geography. This makes a lot of sense on paper, and also. If you think about it, all four teams with the except excuse me, three of these teams with the exception of Toronto are not going to spend money. So that right there is the Reds right now are in a state of flux too. The Reds are they might be selling too. I don't know what's going on with the Reds to be honest with you, but you know that the Blue Jays are going to if the if the Blue Jays have that division if that's the actual division, that's going to be a tough I mean, if, for the Tigers eventually. They'll be a, if the Tigers. Develop and, and do well, then yes, so they would be you bring back your natural every with Toronto. So that it, geographically it makes a lot of sense. The mid Atlantic division would be Baltimore, the expansion team for Charlotte, Pittsburgh Pirates, and the Nationals. God, that boring that division, also boring, Oof. boring, yeah. brutal. Oh man, that, that, that out of all the divisions, this one sounds like the god, it's just awful. And then the last division in the east would be. Braves, Marlins, National Expansion Team, and the Tampa Bay Rays. And that would be an interesting division, too. And what would happen is the Braves would win 15 titles in a row, like they've done before, to a certain extent. But the Braves and in Tampa, that would be a good rivalry right there, too. Yeah, I think Braves-Tampa would be be fun. And if Miami ever got their act together, then I think Miami – Miami's competitive, but it also depends on how fast the National Proposed Expansion Team would do. So in the Western Conference, the Midwest Division: Cubs, White Sox, Brewers, Twins—literally the Battle of '94. <laughs> that I think that, yeah, because you can get to '94. Use '94. We might as well call it instead of the Midwest Division. Why don't you call it I-94 Division? Because realistically, I think you can get through all those cities. Correct me if I'm wrong, gentlemen. From I-94, it yeah, could be. Yeah,
0: yeah, I, 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 think I don't so. know if. Does ninety four go through Milwaukee? I'm not sure if it goes through Milwaukee. Yeah, but... because
1: you could take it. Because you have to take something else to get to Milwaukee from Chicago, don't you? I think I can't. I don't know my freeways down in Illinois. Admittedly. I'm checking right now. Go ahead and check on that. So the Southwest Division would be Astros, Royals, Cardinals, and Rangers. So good luck, Royals. You're going to need it. That division would be interesting. Cardinals. That's an awkward thing for yeah. the Cardinals. Yeah, geographically it makes sense if you think about it to a certain extent you could flip you could put a a lot of cubs fans for complaining about you took away from the cubs and cardinals but in reality rivalries are not what they used to be by the way jump shot jordan i'll send out the discord chat in the somebody in our group i'll I'll send it out here in a second but so the pacific coast division rockies oakland or the las vegas a's because they might be moving to vegas seattle mariners and san francisco giants i have a problem with this one only because you take away the rivalry from the giants and the dodgers so to me i i This division, I don't know about. And the West division is the Diamondbacks, both LA teams, and the Padres. So it ends flops a little bit to me. So I don't know. What do you guys think? My oh, my first
0: first, first yes ninety four does go through Milwaukee so you are correct that is the 94 yes. division also goes through Detroit though I I love the idea of the Tigers and Blue Jays being in the same division it feels like they should be a rivalry it should be a hated rivalry mostly because Toronto fans yeah. travel yeah, they, yeah. whenever the Blue Jays come to play at Comerica they're there cheering and booing when the Red Wings are playing the Maple Leafs and. LCA or old Joe Louis Arena. There are a lot of Toronto fans. It's 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 a nice natural rivalry. You got I, we hate you as a country, but we're fine with it actually. There's there's like some fun there, so I, I would love that. I don't Cleveland and Cincinnati fine. I think I would also like to have a Chicago team in there, but I'd be fine with those other two teams. But the, yeah, to your point, the only other thing I noticed was you mentioned the Dodgers and Giants being split up. I don't think Cubs and Cardinals fans would be terribly happy about being split up. I think they would want to maintain their rivalry within the division, but
2: beyond that, hey, it's fun. I can't believe MLB has been trying to tell us for 10 years now that the Pirates are the natural rivals of the Tigers. Yeah. <laughs> such they a decided subacnia. that was our rival. I can't believe they won't be in the same division. My gosh, what a missed opportunity. <laughs> no, Toronto would obviously be 100 times better than anything they tried to create with the Pirates. I think that expansion is coming i think at some point mlb is going to want to cash in those franchise fees and make the money and then we will see an offensive explosion like most expansions have led to and home runs sell tickets it's going to be interesting to see how how quickly they can pull this together over this next decade
3: yeah i like it for the the playoff wise because i i really like how the nfl used to do their playoffs where you had the four division winners and the two wild cards, and then the top two seeds. That's how MLB does it. But it, it's weird where you have two division winners get a buy, but then the third division winner doesn't get a buy. Mm-hmm. I think it would just make a lot more sense if you have four division winners, and then have the top two division winners get a buy, and then just do you know the four and five seed and the three and six seed. Yeah, to me, this there's too
1: many divi- there's too many divisions, and what are you gonna do? Celebrate your Southwest Division title every year? It doesn't mean anything. Some teams might. Yeah, some teams mm-hmm. would. But as far as – look, I – and to, what Problematic was saying, do two divisions per league. I, I'm i not going to lie. That would sound cool. But I know that they're trying to save cost, even though the, their teams are making a lot of money. But in terms of travel costs, what have you. But I – look, if a division – if it was going to stay, like, with three divisions as it is now, and they added the two teams, then I would think that you would probably <sighs> – Let's see here. So if we're looking at, let me pull up the division standings so I have a better idea of what I'm looking at. Those four team divisions will have a. They'll have, There will be
2: divisions with sub 500 winners.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. It's gonna be like football. You're gonna. It's gonna happen. You're gonna have some sort of uh, parity to it. But as far yeah. So if you added the two teams, one if you added the two extra teams, then one at least two divisions would have six six. Everybody's right now is at even five right now. I don't know. I, 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 I look, I think that having a Chicago team, as Chris said, would be to me that I, I like having Chicago. I, the White Sox may not be much of a rivalry, but I like the Chicago's in the division. I like the Guardians as a team. Toronto makes perfect sense. I, look, if it was if it was that my way, it would be Detroit, Cleveland, Cincinnati, Toronto, Chicago. And what am am I missing? That's for twins, Pittsburgh. Oh, no, it would be. I put you know what? I put that Nashville expansion team, it's all right in that area. Nashville, Nashville, or 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 the Brewers,
0: yeah, Yeah, Brewers would be fun. Um, yeah, it was funny. Who Connor had, had a fun question there that would. Take us all night, I think. Would, yeah, we're not, gonna, we're not going to uh, answer protect, that question tonight. I'm, I'm expansion draft tonight.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I've been up since 5.30 this morning, gentlemen. That's I'm not going to – that's a that's a question for when the time comes because there's no way I could – That that's too much theoretical what-ifs. <laughs> and my brain is just right now going, no, dude, we're not going to do that. <laughs> no. But, yeah, no, that, that's a good question. That's a great question, but not for today. <laughs> so, that being said, any final thoughts, gentlemen, before we get out of here? I will say this. So – Slight programming note. Next week, we we'll probably we might be in studio. I don't know, Chris, can you be in studio next week?
0: I can make it work, yeah. All right, so...
1: This week, but... Oh, yeah, that's... Oh, maybe we'll be in studio next week. Uh, programming note, though, I will be... While I'm away, I will be doing the show from my guest suite down in Lakeland. So that will be... And also, there'll be some live... I'll be doing some live feeds here and there, asking questions while I'm at spring training. So depending on what I can within reason of what is possible. So you have your questions for spring training as it happens and you want the best stories or excuse me, the best angles possible. Mm -hmm. Let me know too. So I'm trying to think of, I'll be down there. So I'm Mm -hmm. heading in, I'm, I'm flying in on Monday or Tuesday the 21st and I won't get there till five o'clock. So by then everything will be, I don't know where everybody's going to be at, but following Wednesday and Thursday, I'll be in camp and, Hopefully Thanks. following people around and because I'm going be lost puppy dog. I'm not going to lie. But everybody's told me that the spring train thing is really awesome. So I'm, I'm stoked for sure. But, yeah, Connor, I appreciate the effort. Trust me. I do appreciate the effort. But I'd rather be professional and give a good broadcast versus just <laughs> mailing it in. And I, I don't want to mail it yeah. in. I'm just flat out tired. But that being said, thank you so much for listening to Woodward Tigers. And we'll be back next week unless a trade or signing happens. But at this point, I think – I can stop saying that because I don't think it's going to happen. But then, <laughs> strange things have happened. You look at the NBA trade line: Kevin Durant yeah. to the Suns, Matt Eschwa, the former MSU grad who owns the United United uh, Mortgage, United
3: Shore, United Shore Mortgage, mm-hmm. yeah, United saw, Wholesale. United Wholesale, mean, though, yeah. I it's saw him thing. at the I saw him at the Michigan State game. I didn't know who he was, but then someone explained to me. I was like, wow. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's that's a big move. He like they dropped that trade. I did not. I, I knew Maz said that he expected a trade, but I didn't. I didn't think it was going to happen. But uh, that's a that's a big trade. So the go. To, what's
0: up, Chris? Sorry, I just want to say the big thing today is we seem to be trading five packs of second round picks. It's really yeah. weird. There were like three or four instances of five second round picks getting traded, and I was like, "What? Are,
1: what?" Didn't You must not
0: be able to trade any more than five.
1: Didn't Dallas or that's for that Kyrie, Ir- Kyrie Irvin trade, trade like a pick for twenty twenty seven or something like that. Some ridiculous twenty twenty eight. Yeah. Oh yeah, I saw twenty twenty nine today. One of them. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's some a lot of that. Imagine baseball could p- trade picks.
0: That'd be
3: awesome. I'd like that. Yeah.
1: I, so,
0: I thought they might work that in, like any pick in the first yeah. ten rounds, you could you could make that tradable fairly easily. But given that they all have slot values, but it's just a little bit too much work for everybody to figure out.
1: Oh, I since this is the first show of february i want to thank everybody who listened to us in january january was our best month in show in sight since we moved over here to woodward tigers officially last year this was our best month in the off season so thank you for everybody who's listened everybody who spread the word we appreciate it it means a lot to us and props out to shout out to john and you portfolio down last week while i was mute somewhere it was my Uh, son's ninth birthday oh nice. nice And yeah, I was yeah, that's another story for another day. So on that mo on that note, gentlemen, I'm saying that for the last time. Have a great night, everybody. Freeze frame, hold on. <laughs>